0: Welcome to the New Money Habits podcast, where we talk about how to create a better plan for your money so you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. Here are your hosts, Sarah Jones and Nino Villa.
1: Welcome back, budgeteers. Coach Nino Villa here, and I am with my partner on the airways, as always, Sarah Jones. And today we want to talk to you guys about uh, some keys to better money management. In fact, we believe there are three keys to better money management, and we're gonna unpack one of those keys today. But before I do that, hi, Sarah, how are you?
0: Hey Nino, hey everyone. I am doing fabulous today.
1: Fantastic. Well, um, we are gonna unpack one of these three keys, like I said, and the first key to better money management that I wanna unpack with you today, Sarah, is education. Because I know you and I agree that edu- financial education, financial literacy is important. And we believe that everybody has a right to know this stuff. So one of the first keys to better money management, education, because you deserve to know.
0: Absolutely. I think for so long, <clears throat> there hasn't been a ton of education out there. Um certainly not in the way that you and I, New Money Habits, you know, my own coaching, not the way that we present it and the way that we deliver it. Um, And so I really love this key that absolutely everybody has a right to know um, how to handle their money, how to develop new habits, and how to make a plan for their future. So this is you know, I, I I think I say this is my favorite part, or I can talk about this a lot on almost every episode, because, um, you know, one of the nerdy ones that likes talking about money. But I love this, Nino, because it's a different type of education uh, that we're putting out there. So,
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, you and I have talked a little bit about education on the show before. We talked about Um, kind of the pros and the cons of some legislation that was passed in Florida addressing education at the high school level. Uh, We've talked about how to talk to your kids about money. And so having, you know, uh, educational conversations in the household. And so I think we've made it apparent that we believe that financial literacy is important and that everybody has a right to know. But what what might be missing or not missing, but when you, when I think about education and what we have talked about, what haven't we talked about is I think the point mm. that I'm trying to make.
0: Well, gosh, that's a good question. Um, for, you know, and, and maybe I'm not going to answer that right now because um, sure. I want to think on that. I want to think on that for just a second, but one thing that came to mind as you were talking and and going through that, you know, is that I think one thing that we are doing that's different though, is that we're having real conversations. It's not this, you know, one size fits all platform, right? That we, we're having real conversations, um, talking about real life situations, our own personal experiences, those of our clients and, um, having some of the hard conversations and, and sharing that it's not, um, this cut and dry topic. It's not it's a it's a lot more than just ban bal- goodness, balancing your checkbook. I can't even say it, right? It's a lot more than just balancing your checkbook and it's a lot more than putting your payments on automatic drafts, right? Like we're just having real conversations. So I wanna say that number one, education That what we're doing, it's real life scenarios and real life information that everybody can take and apply. That it's not this big cut and dry, you know, one size fits all.
1: Yeah, I think that's really important to uh, remember that one of the things that we said in, I think, our, our premier episode is we talked a little bit about what New Money Habits believes. And we believe in meeting our clients where they are and in their financial journey. So whether you're somebody who is behind on your bills or you're somebody who just makes too much money to be this broke or, or anybody in between that we want to meet you where you are. And part of the education around that is making it applicable to you. Like you said, it's not one size fits all. Uh, We talked about even on a recent episode, we talked about how to like determine How much you should be spending on food and one of the things i said right away is percentages don't work a -hmm. percentage of your income does not work because if you have a single person making fifty thousand dollars or you have a family of four making fifty thousand dollars for those two separate scenarios to be spending the same percentage of their fifty thousand dollar income on food just doesn't make any sense and so we go beyond the theory Every, a lot of people talk about money theoretically and, mm. well, you should pay off your credit card every month and you should only spend about 5% every month on your food. Th- that's That's theoretical. We like to talk about the practical application of these ideas. What does it actually mean to pay off your credit card every month and how can you manage credit in a way that you can do that? How, how do you stay disciplined how do you not overspend so we we start to dig into that because that type of education is important mm-hmm. and, and i think when i ask the question like we've talked about education but what haven't we talked about maybe it's been that a little bit is you know so many pl- so many places you go for education on how to handle your money it's very theoretical versus mm-hmm. let's get really practical And let's look at your situation and how to apply these principles in your situation.
0: You know, I think that you're so right there. And, and, you know, a lot of the, let's just say some of the big gurus out there, right? I know that they're speaking to the masses, right? And and come up with these plans and do it, you know, in these, um, you know, these steps or do this and do that. And while I think that, you know, you and I are still talking to the masses, we're doing it in a very different way because it really is about educating Mm -hmm. people. It's not about following some steps. Um, It really is about um, educating on what is your situation. Number one, what's your income? What are your expenses? Um, How do you feel with this? I'm a big feeler, right? I'm really big in emotions and listening to our bodies, checking in with, does this feel right or does it not? Um, Looking at what have we learned in the past and maybe we need to relearn some things. We need to learn differently. Um it's about creating our legacy and what are we teaching our children? Like there's so many pieces that that we are getting across here. Um and so yes, it's what are we not doing? We're not just putting together, you know, a, a couple of steps for people to follow. We're really digging in, giving people the tools necessary to make positive changes for them their families, themselves, and future generations.
1: Yeah. And, you know, thank you for taking a moment to toot our own horn um, because, (laughs) you know, I think, well, you know, I think it's actually, um, I think what we are doing is significantly different enough that I, I trust that people are getting value from it. And that is that we will take a singular topic and we'll start to break it down. And we'll apply whatever principle we're talking about to multiple scenarios, so that you can kind of see how would this apply to me uh, instead of it just being theoretical. So, um, but and at the same time, I also mentioned, you know I know that we're not the only ones out there. There's plenty of financial literacy education out there. Um, but what what if any advice would you have to people who are trying to find said education outside of maybe our podcast?
0: Mm. You know, I think this is a good one. And that's an excellent question because there is education out there, right? There's there's a lot of different places that you can go and look. Um, I think it's our own individual responsibility that if we know we wanna make some changes to start asking questions, Um, ask friends, who are they listening to, right? Ask those people that are doing things that you aspire to do. Um, I think that that's a really good resource that maybe doesn't get used a lot because we don't like talking about our finances, right? It's always been kind of this taboo subject. But if you know somebody that's just making some positive changes and you want to follow in their footsteps and want to learn, you know, how are they doing it? Ask them, who are they listening to? What are they doing? I think that's a great um, place to start. You can do a simple Google Google search too, right? Um, or you know, just a search and start looking. But you know, one thing that I would caution with that is is that can get very overwhelming, and there's a ton of information out there. Mm-hmm. It might be hard to process. Okay, what's going to be right for me and what isn't? Um, and Nino, you know, I know you you yeah. can speak to some of this as well. But for me, I look at it and say this doesn't feel practical for my situation. Like. So if if what I'm reading, if it doesn't feel like it's really going going to be um, practical and and it feels too, I I get kind of like this pit in my stomach when I'm reading it, you know what? It's probably not the right information for me. So I'm going to move that aside and move on to something else.
1: Yeah, I think you're you're bring light to a really important um, reminder, and that is... Everybody's allowed to have an opinion on the internet, and so mm-hmm. when you do a Google search, you know you are going to come across eighty-two thousand different ways to manage your money. And mm-hmm. I like what you said, though, Sarah. It's it's about finding information that your your gut responds to well. You know, I I think about. You and I have had conversations about just how to handle certain categories, and where I might be more of like a digital digital envelope user. You're a physical envelope user, and mm-hmm. you know we we both agree that you should use cash for a um, a category like grocery shopping and, and going to the grocery store. And uh, again, in the, in that scenario, you're somebody who, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you like the physical envelopes and cash in those envelopes. My wife has adopted more of a practice of um, doing some uh, like uh, the, the online shopping and then you go and pick it up. Right. Mm, And so mm -hmm. she needs to manage a digital uh, uh, envelope for that. But I think everything I just said there highlights two incredibly important points. One, we can both believe in the same principle, Yes, And then two, we can both execute that shared principle in two different ways. And so there's room for that doesn't really work for me, but this other thing does, and it still accomplishes that same core principle that's important to overall good money management. And and so um, trust your gut on that. You know, if, if you're, reading an article, you're watching a a video, heck, if you're listening to our podcast, you know, certain things you are gonna be like, yeah, I could see that really working for me and other things, not so much, but that's why we believe in meeting our clients where they are, because everybody's going to respond a little bit differently and, and different strokes for different folks.
0: Absolutely. And I think I've shared just with my own journey, how I kind of started one way and it was far too strict for what my husband, the life that he wanted to live, you know, but I was, I was gung ho, I'm following this, this plan to the T, right. But it didn't work for my household. And so we had to make some adjustments. Okay. Where do we need to make some changes then? So it can work for both of us. So it does work for both of us. Right. And, um, and as we go through our journeys, it's okay. And I want to, Put this out there too. Anybody out there? You have permission if you've started something, uh, you know you're you're following somebody and it's just not going the way that you really want it to go, or it's not feeling right. There's nothing that can that will stop you from looking up something different, right? You can try different things. You can reach out to different people for help, because if you're working a plan and it's just not the right fit for you. There's nothing that says that you have to keep going with that. So you can put a pause and say, you know what? There's pieces of this that are not working. So I need to search for something different. Um, and that's exactly what I did. And that's exactly what I helped my clients do as well. We put together something that's very realistic because I'm a big believer in, you know, taking this education, but it needs to be realistic for your life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, financial literacy has so many aspects to it. I think it starts with some fundamentals and foundational things like how to manage my income and my expenses. So what does a budget look like? But it, it graduates quickly into mm-hmm. how do I use credit wisely? How do I um, acquire income producing assets? I, the and that's a large spectrum in between the two. I, I listed three things, but we're talking about a very large spectrum from getting started and, and just being on a budget and really managing your income and your expenses well to okay, but now I want to do these other things and uh, maybe I want to grow a, a a rental um how you know uh, rental homes portfolio. How do I do that? So there's a lot to Mm -hmm. do there, and and you know, lots of people will try to sell you on lots of different things, like, oh, well, you can be in the short-term rental game on the cheap for doing this, that, and the other, Mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, well, (laughs) you know. So how do we determine what's good and what's bad? I mean, there's the gut, but you know, Mm -hmm. how do we, how do we know what education out there is worthwhile and what education is just toss that to the side and move on.
0: <laughs> you know, quite frankly, I think that that might be different for everybody, depending on what situation you're in and, and, um, <sighs> we, well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much I'm going to have to think on this answer, Nino, um, Because I think that's a really hard question because there are, like you said, 82,000 different options out there, right? And so how do we know what's good and what's bad? Um, (laughs) I think, number one, for me, I would stick with what I truly value and what my principles and my morals and ethics are in life. And if there's something out there that's kind of feels like it's going against that, then I'm going to turn around and go the other direction. Um, So again, it's a very personal, what are my morals? What are my values? Um, I'm going to follow that first before I start looking at a plan that that puts me in a situation that makes me very, very uncomfortable. Um, I'd love to hear what you think on this
1: well I I trusted I knew I was throwing you a hard question but I trusted <laughs> I trusted you, you you were gonna have a great response and you did and that is really at the end of the day you need to follow things that align to your values mm-hmm. that is the bottom line if somebody is suggesting that you would do something that is outside of just outside of your values outside of your moral compass outside of what feels right to you, then by by all means you you throw that away. Um, when when it might be a little bit harder to to discern, I will encourage our listeners that um, I'm gonna I'm gonna paraphrase, but closely borrow another guru's uh, advice on this only because it's good advice. And that is, you need to find someone, something, a program, a, a person who feels like they're in it to actually help you and teach you. It, you know, the, 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 the phrase or the expression is find a person with the heart of a teacher. Mm. there's a lot of truth in that. When you find somebody or a program that it's really clear that they're trying to help you and not just help themselves, then, you know, I, I, those are the types of programs and people I like to lean into and and listen to a little bit closer. And when it's evident that they are in it for themselves and they don't really care, you know, how successful you are or, um, you know, that that doesn't concern them, you know, I run away from those, um, as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And so, um, at the risk of sounding like self-promoting the new money habits brand, I'll tell you right now, like our online courses are designed in a way that we want to see you have success. It's paired with financial coaching, one-on-one coaching or Mm one-on-two if you're a couple or whatever, but you, you get the point but that one-on-one coaching to really help instill the education. The the education is the foundation to this whole thing. Mm -hmm. And so that's why the heart of the teacher makes sense because it's about educating. Um, I was just having a conversation the other day. I didn't even plan on sharing this story, but I will, uh, if you'll allow me. And that is, I was having this conversation about um, using credit wisely with a, Colleague of mine, and we were exploring um, different types of credit credit lines, credit util- utilization rate, and so we're just having a very in-depth conversation about revolving credit versus installment credit. Um, again, credit line—you know, the how much credit do I have versus how much um, I'm utilizing and, and using at that point. And through that conversation, we were educating one another and we were just exploring a topic and, and really kind of picking it apart. And I learned something new and, mm-hmm. and it, it started to shift um, my thinking a little bit or just it got me curious enough. I need to go and do some more research um, about about where we landed. But it's that. It's this genuine Journey to learn new information, to digest that information, to mm-hmm. to really uh, test it to see if that information holds up. If it's not good, if it's not good, I don't want to go off and share it with anybody. But if it's something that's good, value, valuable, and important, then you know I want to come on the podcast and share it. I want to sit down with my clients and share it, and you know, so it's it's that it's this. I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling at this point, but I hope you get the point.
0: <laughs> no, you know, and what I, what I feel like I heard from that is the willingness to go into a conversation with no opinions, right? Or to <laughs> be at least open, maybe not with no opinions, but to be open to hearing something different, right? Um, and that can go with when you're doing your research and looking at the education, go into it with an open mind. Still keeping those values, you know, and your morals, keeping those at, um, at the forefront, but go into it with an open mind and not saying, oh, well, I can't do that. All right. No, go into it with openness, right? To see what, what piece of this can I apply to my own life, right? What can I take from this today and what can I apply to my own life? And, you know, I think just from being on this podcast, I've learned so much from you uh, that. I take and apply maybe a little bit differently, but you've opened my eyes to uh, a new way of thinking on a lot of, a lot of areas. Then not that I believe that it fits with everybody, right? As nothing does, nothing fits with everybody, but mm-hmm. being open enough to not being right all the time, but listening to a different way of doing so- something, right? A, a different perspective. And, and does it make sense and how can I apply that again to my own life how can I share that with other people because it might benefit them? Um, so I love that being open to learning uh, is powerful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think being open to the learning, both from like a coach's perspective, but then also the consumer's perspective, ties into what we were talking about earlier when we said um, it's about Meeting our clients where they are, um, we're not so rigid that it's you must follow this formula Mm -hmm. because we don't think one size fits all. And so it's more, let me learn about your situation. Mm -hmm. Let's work through, you know, there's, there's grace and allowances for like... I've come onto the podcast and I've said like, I think it's important that if you want to take your family on a family vacation, as long as you do that within reason that you should do that and make those experiences and those memories. And if it pushes off getting out of debt by six months or a year, but you make that decision, you make that as an informed decision, then fine, Mm -hmm. no big deal. But what I really want to kind of hone in on for just a second or, or really uh, spotlight is the within reason. Mm. So it's not only about meeting you where you are and having, you know, um, uh, allowances for, well, you're going to do like, first of all, you're an adult. It's your money. You can <laughs> spend it however you want, but if you're looking for better results and if you're looking for a different way, and if you want to do things differently so that you get different results, well, then that, that second part comes in where it's like, well, within reason, let's talk about what's important. What's a priority right now. Let's really dig in and find out what is the motivating factor? Why do you behave the way you do, but why do you desire to behave differently? So it's, it's all of those things that the education, the two plus two equals four is important, but there's all this other stuff on top of it that Really brings it to life,
0: and I love that because it just shows there's multiple multiple levels of education available too, right? There's there's mm-hmm. so many different levels, um, which that's what we're all about, right? Is is sharing what those levels are, and and what do you um, what can you learn out of each of them what are the the main principles that you can start with right and then we tweak the other pieces to mesh it all together
1: mm-hmm. yep yeah you know the word that came to mind as you were saying that is you graduate right so it's mm. let's get the fundamentals and the foundation in place then you kind of graduate to the next level and now you know there's a little bit more leniency or like okay let's try this and that's going to work for me but this isn't and then you graduate again mm-hmm. i think i think one of the biggest reasons i kind of even got into this space is because there seemed to be a lot of confusion mm-hmm. even with the programs that did exist even with the education that was available i remember sitting through like some type of financial literacy course and it talked about the the, the 10, 10, 80 budget. And then I, I sat through a different one and it talked about the 70, 20, 30, no, 70, 20, 10 budget. Mm-hmm. Then there was the 50, 20, 30 budget. And I'm like, wait a minute. I just, I don't, <laughs> how, how can there be so many different budgets? And what it really helped me to realize is that th- there is no one size fits all. And that's why all of those percentage budgets don't work. They don't work. A real budget that tracks your income minus your expenses, according to your pay periods, and and it includes, um, you know, paying down and paying off debt. Like that's a budget that can work, but it also needs to be malleable. So,
0: mm-hmm. I agree so much with that. And and um, you know, I want to touch on too when you said um, you were talking about um just using the percentages i'm a big believer that we can use data like so we can use several different types of data i have um some clients that their current their grocery budget is 50% of their total income half half of their income is what they're spending on groceries each month and even though we don't go by, I don't go by percentages, but having that information available, right? So we can use that, right? To put it in, okay, what's actually important here, right? And, and using some of those percentages. So if you figure that out in your budget, what are you spending? What is that percentage? Use that then to put things in a priority that feels right according to your values, right? Where do you really want to be spending your money? What really feels right for you? Mm-hmm. And, and what is in alignment with those goals? What is it that you're working towards? So I'm a big believer in just taking that data and how can we use that then to our advantage? Yeah. Not following, it has to be 5% or it has to be 50% or it has to be 30. No, but use it and what percentage is it? And okay, am I feeling good about this? Is this in alignment with my goals? Am I reaching what I want to be reaching here? Am I doing what I set out to be doing? No? Okay, then let's tweak this. Right. Let's Mm -hmm. let's make some adjustments. And sometimes those percentages can help us make those adjustments. And um, so I might be going on a little bit of a tangent, but I think my point is is that use the data that you have. Take the time, you know, in this education, when you're reading through all of these different things, these different blogs, the different information, you're listening to everybody that's out there, take pieces of it and, and use it and gather data within your own life. And yeah. then I think that's going to help you kind of narrow some of it down as well to see, okay, what what feels more in alignment with what I really want to do here. Yeah.
1: Now, I, I agree with you, and I think it is important that um, you be mindful of, um, you know, I like, I like percentages for mindfulness around how much am I spending in my budget on something, but not as like a a prescription. Mm-hmm. Like, I prescribe that you spend 10% here. How how about we utilize the information? Like we know that we're spending 10% and how do we feel about that? Like, does that feel like it's too much? Does it feel like it's not enough? Mm -hmm. What adjustments need to be made uh, based on that? And I think it also illustrates another important point about, you, you were saying, you know, as you read, whether you're reading books, blogs, articles whether you're listening to podcasts audiobooks watching YouTube video you, you know you, you said kind of like take what works and and leave behind what doesn't I think it brings up this important point that sometimes you're looking for a curated experience you know mm-hmm. you're, you're trying to go from a to Z in a way that just makes sense and it's it's it progresses logically and and it helps you to really kind of build up a particular skill, whether that's um, learning how to get into the world of um, income producing assets, or it's much farther before that, and it's just getting your budget in place. Um, If you're looking for a curated experience, uh, I just want to let our listeners know that you can uh, visit the show notes, and you're going to see that there is a link to the new money habits online course, how to create a better budget, your foundation to financial freedom. And if you're, you know, you're looking for somebody to just kind of take you through how to build that better budget step-by-step step, um, because maybe there's just too much information out there and it doesn't mesh nicely together. Uh, just know that we do offer a, uh, an experience that's easy to
0: follow. I love that. And I would also encourage people to reach out and have a conversation, right? Um, have a conversation. You know, I was working with some clients. We've been together for, I don't know, four or five months now. And they told me the other day during one of our sessions, they said, Sarah, you know, we were contacted, right? We reached out and talked with a couple of different coaches. And um, they said, you were not the first one that we talked to with. But the other one was just kind of a straightforward, do this, do this. And they're like, well, we're already doing that. We need help, you know, to move past. And they said that you took the time to actually have a conversation to see what our needs were, you know, what our goals were, what we were working towards. And, you know, and this isn't a plug for me, but this is a a plug for anybody out there that's listening that don't be afraid to have a conversation or two or three. Um, to reach out and and talk with different people, to see, (laughs) really to see where you're at. Because sometimes I think we we might think, hey, I want to get out of debt. But the right person for you, the right program, the right information, that you're going to be able to feel it that, hey, they're digging out the right things. They're asking me the right questions and really Helping me to see what it is that I'm really trying to work towards, right? And so um, I think it's important to to have a couple of conversations with people um, so you can be very clear or get more clear on what it is that you're really trying to accomplish. Um, and I'll say, you know, that um, the the program really great for helping people walk through things, right? In a step-by-step process that doesn't feel overwhelming and how powerful that is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I, I want to reiterate what you just said. I think it is important that, you know, people take action, you know, so whether that's you visit the website, you download our free budget form. So go to newmoneyhabits.com and download that. Or you go to the show notes and you schedule time with Sarah or one of the new money habits coaches, or you enroll in the online course, but take action, do something. Um, you know, you, you showed up, you're listening to the podcast and that's awesome. It means that you've been thinking about it now take some action and, and, and do um, whatever you think the most appropriate next step is. And if that's just having a conversation with a financial coach to kind of Uh, figure out what the real goal is. What are you really trying to accomplish? One of the things I love to talk about um, in a consultation is kind of like the timeline to goals. So once we kind of understand the income, the expenses, the debt and the goals, and, and maybe the goal is to eliminate the debt. Maybe the goal is to save for an emergency fund or a peace of mind fund. Whatever that goal is, I love to start talking about timelines. And I love to most often than not illustrate how you can condense a timeline with small little tweaks. And then all of a sudden something that you thought was going to take you two years to do you're accomplishing in eight months, or if you thought it's going to take you eight months, you're really going to get it done in two and a half, whatever that is that that those are really exciting conversations to have.
0: I love that as well. And, um, even, with working with clients. I had a client the other day that told me he said the the things that were accomplished in a, a relatively short amount of time, you know, 5 months were pretty darn incredible and he said, gosh, he said this actually works. He said even though, you know, we had some of this lined out, right? And there was kind of a plan. He didn't necessarily believe that it was going to happen. And how powerful it is, you know, when people are able to reach their goals Um, and to just have incredible things happen. And, you know, I want to put out a challenge to every one of our listeners that, um, this challenge is exactly what Nino just said is take action. So thank you for listening to this, but I want to give a challenge to you that I want you to do one thing, um, one thing this week that's going to positively impact your financial future.
1: Ooh, I like that challenge. All right. Well, I think that leaving our listeners right there in the you've been challenged space (laughs) is a great place to kind of wrap it up for this particular episode. I just want to remind our listeners that they can visit newmoneyhabits.com for not only the free budget form, Uh, as a resource, but there are other tools and resources there for free. You can schedule time with Sarah or myself or any of the New Money Habits uh, coaches uh, by visiting the show notes. And um, we'll make sure that we link up the How to Create a Better Budget, uh, Your Foundation to Financial Freedom online course in the show notes as well. Uh, But the challenge has been laid down by Sarah Jones. (laughs) It's what I'm known for. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in and we'll con- we'll continue this conversation next time.
0: Thank you for listening to the New Money Habits podcast brought to you by New Money Habits and Keeping Up with the Joneses Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes. Join our growing group of like-minded people on Facebook and follow us on your favorite platform. Music provided by Summer School.